This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When most Americans hear Papa and Pizza, their minds go to disgraced commercial pitchman and botched plastic surgery survivor, Papa John. But for residents of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, they preach about a different Papa. The chain founded by Italian immigrant Michael Valerio and his wife Helen in East Boston in 1961. Known as Piso Pizza until 1968 when it adopted its current moniker, the pizzeria developed a reputation as the most authentic slice in the city, earning it the honorary designation of Boston's favorite pizza. By the 70s, it had begun expanding into a chain and made a rapid advance across New England in the 80s and 90s, rebelling against the storefront delivery kiosk model of national franchises like Domino's and maintaining spacious parlor-style dining rooms. In 1997, the pizzeria acquired regional eatery D'Angelo sandwich shops from juggernaut chain restaurant triumvirate Yum Brands, further ensconcing it as the primo Italian-American restaurant group of New England. And though it's currently undergoing a painful restructuring, abruptly closing dozens of stores and filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in November of 2018, at the very least, this Papa's brand remains beloved in the baked bean state. And unlike the progeny of Papa John Schnatter, remains untainted by scandal. This week on Doughboys, Papa Gino's. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. How you doing, Solid Sound? Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, we're very excited to be here. But before we go any further, this week's roast is courtesy of Alex Reeves. Let me introduce my co-host, the Boston Market Strangler, Mike Spoon Mitchell. What's up, Solid Sound? How's everybody doing? I could get used to this. I like sitting very far away from you. We have an extra divide between the two of us yes. today. Uh, it's great. Th- this is a very, very long table. Uh, Mitch, uh, I, I, we're here in, in North Adams, Mass. That's you right. Are a, you're wearing your Pat's hat, which is very on brand. You are a native of Quincy, Massachusetts. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm a native of Quincy. Ooh, some, some oh. cheers for Quincy. Oh, I don't know about that. Who's Quincy? Who's Quincy's rival? Quincy's rival? Yeah, what's their rival city? I don't know, Milton. Are we, do we have Milton people here? Is that what's going on? Oh, boy, Oh, okay. you're dead after the show. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. We don't have... I, what do you mean rivals? I don't know. Sometimes cities have a rival. 
That we, we like a like when you were in high school, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, I guess. Like we don't want to like it's like, who does who do the Riverdale kids not want to mess with? I have never watched Riverdale. I haven't either. I was referring to the Archie comics. I actually for, I forgot there was a show, the Modern Update. You forgot that there was a hunky Riverdale? I did. I forgot about that briefly. I was thinking only about the comics. Jughead is, like, hot now. He's, he's a fucking hunk. He's a hunk. They, they made Jughead a snack. They made Archie. They're all snacks. It's true. It's a snack pack. <laughs> Nick, uh, it's, it's going to storm out there, it looks like. That should be the new. You remember when they had the rat pack and then the brat pack? And then Howard Stern has his whack pack. Someone should have the snack pack now. That should be like a new thing. A new collective of... A new collective of good-looking people. By the way, I'm going to get this music stand out of our eye line real quick. You panicked. I saw you panicking after you were done. Were were you going to just keep it with you? No, here's the thing. I was going to walk it off, but Glenda very, very uh, uh, gratefully came over, thankfully, came over and and picked up. Graciously, I was trying to say. Thank you, Glenda. Uh... Yeah, there was some. I, I, it was my responsibility to fold that and strike it, and I forgot. Well, you so, fucked up. Yeah, I always fuck something up. At least I got through the whole intro without botching a word. By the way, I'm very nervous that there's children in the audience. John Hodgman scared me by saying there were. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say fuck a lot. I'm sorry. Whoa, it's true. Dropped an f bomb. An f bomb. You little kids out there, if you can't handle, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, like Hodgman said earlier, if you don't know who we are, you are going to know who the fuck we are. <laughs> Mitch, we spent... I, so I'm a lifelong SoCal surfer, dude. I've never, I've yeah, never been... That's right, yeah. You've never I've, been surfing. I've never been in the Commonwealth uh-huh. prior to, to, to yesterday. And so far, not enjoying it. Well, here's the thing. I'm having some sort of allergic reaction to the flora and fauna. Something is going on with my sinuses. Okay. I'm not used to trees. He, this is true. He was freaked out when we were driving here yesterday. I was like, what do you think? It's beautiful, right? And he was like, I'm freaked out. I don't like driving into trees. It felt like we were going into the Forbidden Forest. From, that's a Zelda reference. Like we were going to, on a quest. Yes. But it was fun. We were doing it in real life. God, it was good. It's, we were out in nature. I was, I was disoriented. Uh, but we spent the, uh, I, my first time in Boston. We, yes. spent, a th- we spent Thursday night in Boston. We, 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 when we were landing, I yes. just want to give an example. We, when we were landing, we, 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 we started doing the little, landing, uh, the little landing maneuver. What's that called? We started circling. You know, we circled. I think circling. All right, circling. We were circling. And I was like, you can see my house. We flew over my house in Quincy. And I was like, Nick, Nick, you can see my house. And he went, oh, yeah. And it didn't care at all. And went back to playing his Nintendo Switch. This is what you always do with anecdotes, is that you omit key details to present your side more favorably. I was in the aisle, you were in the window, our producer Yusong was seated between us, it was hard for me to lean over and get a good look. You didn't care at all. I did. I acknowledged that I could kind of see something outside the window. We I don't know what sort of reaction you We were driving by our beautiful river on the way here, I was like, look out the window, isn't that beautiful? And he went, it's all right. That was your response. You wanted it's me to be- gasp at its beauty. It was a river. I did want you to gasp at its beauty. It was a fine beauty. river. It was a great river. It got the job done. Oh, my God. This is your East Coast favoritism. That's insane. We're in a beautiful part of the country. It's beautiful. I like it. It's picturesque. We came in here through the, what is it, the Berkshires? How do you say it? Berkshires? Berkshires, yes. Berkshires? We went through the Berkshires, and... This might, this might go on for a while. I thought it, I read it as Berkshires, like the Shire from from The Hobbit. That is but it. I was 
That, uh, that I know is incorrect. Well, this is kind of Shire-like with all the greenery. That's but right. anyway, uh, we, uh, and it's very quaint. So we, I went, we were going to the Berkshires, and there were these beautiful rolling hills in this wonderful valley. It's picturesque. I loved it. Yeah. It was I was like, nice. this is great. I'm into this. Yeah, you, you, did, you, you turned on it. Don't you, throw you me under the were... bus. All right. You're trying to get cheap heat by saying I'm dissing the hometown. That's right, because I love Massachusetts. <laughs> I love Solid Sound. I love Wilco. I love all of you. So, Mitch, you and, and this is not the chain we're reviewing, but it is pizza adjacent, so I wanted to touch on it briefly. Yes. You took me Thursday night in Boston uh-huh. to your favorite pizza place in the world. That's right. What the hell is wrong with you? Santarpios? No. Tell the people, Mitch. The Pizzeria Regina on Thacker Street. Thatcher Street. Okay. The original. Yeah, decent pop there. It's the best. I will not. I will just say this. Uh huh. I ate a lot of pizza, and it gave me a lot to think about. Wow. We're going to review this on a future episode, so I don't want to tip my hand. Very exciting. But that's a little. That's a little tease for the listeners. I burned my mouth so bad. You I, really did. I had a Freddy Freddy Krueger mouth where my skin was just falling off the inside yeah. in my mouth. Well, that's your fault for going into the kitchen and pulling it out of the oven. <laughs> You couldn't resist. You love your, your favorite pizza. It was sitting there in front of you. You live out in L.A. now. You don't get to have it very often. And just it was piping hot. She warned the, the waitress warned us that it was piping hot, and I think the slice was already halfway in my mouth yeah. when she said it. Yeah, it was great, Nick. It was a good time. I and it, the city was packed. I had to get to the city I was think, packed. I, th- I, think, okay. I think we should introduce our guest before we say why the city was because so, Nick. We were like, what's going on? Parking was sold yes. out everywhere, and we'll explain why in a moment after we introduce our guests. Okay. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's welcome no our... No drop, Nick. I'm not going to do a drop. Mitch is not going to do a... No, you got to do a drop. No, people don't know what this is. Here's the, I'm going to give everyone context. So we, we know that the, we're, in the, we're at this festival. We know that the, we have some listeners in the audience, but that seems like the plurality of the, of the crowd, uh, majority, I'd say, of the crowd is people who are maybe not familiar with the Doughboys and just wanted a place to sit down. Um, we which ha- is a great choice. Which is a great choice. We have a very <laughs> dumb thing... A lady is applauding like crazy... Hey man, that's all. More power to you. I'm glad you're enjoying that seat. Um, hope it's hope it's adequately padded. So we we have we have a thing we do on the podcast that is very very stupid, which is that we play a drop that was sent in, that was made by a listener and sent in, and we play it live in a, in a theater when we do a live show. Now, a lot of you are not going to appreciate it. Even if you are listen to the podcast, you probably won't like it. Most people dislike it. However, podcast listeners are fanatic lunatics. And they'll be very mad if, if we, we don't, don't do it. If we don't play it, they're going to be livid, and we are going to... We'll never hear the end of it on our subreddit, and our lives will be miserable for We could have just played it. Instead, we have a five-minute disclaimer about why it's bad. That's okay. We're teeing it up. We'll All get right, those expectations really low. You song, my friend. Oh, hell Yeah. Wow. 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 Someone did make that. It's impressive. 
Probably the biggest applause break we've gotten so far. <laughs> People like that. <laughs> that was Shampoodler who sent that in with no comments, Nick. It was just a straight message. So Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, are you ready for us to bring our guests out? Let's do it. Please welcome, returning to the stage, John Hodgman and Gene Gray. I got to sit over here with Team Massachusetts because I do not. Oh boy, I do not like what I've heard so far. Uh, (laughs) Like, here's the thing: I heard that story about you on the airplane. Mitch goes, "I tried to show Nick my my house from the airplane." He was like, "Yeah, it's fine." And you were like, "No, it was a bad angle." It's like, you know what? You can pretend to care. That's a possible. That's an option you have. That's not to pretend to care about your friend. That's that's all I want. That's off brand for me. I appreciate your your robot like honesty. Your data like. Honestly, like this, this is this is an area, this is an area of the world. They have trees. The river. What'd you say? The river is doing its job. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's getting water fine. from mountains down yeah, uh, down the watershed. It's doing a good good job, river. Uh, thank you guys so much for warming this crowd up. We cooled them back down for you. Um, <laughs> now, now both of you are from the East Coast originally. Yes. And what is that? What what is, oh, is happening? That? What is that music? Yeah, By we're... God, that's Jeff Tweedy's music! Oh my God, it's Jeff Tweedy! Wow! Oh my God! Wow! By God! Wow! 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 This is my festival. <laughs> 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 so, That's right. I heard there was. I heard there was pizza. There was pizza. There was. There is. It's, there's pizza now. You're holding pizza in your hand. It's my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mitch, you teased an anecdote earlier that I'm not sure will pay off now, but we might no. as well. We might as well get people closure. Mm-hmm. So, so Boston was was crowded. There was people, the, the streets were packed. It was packed. There were so many people out. D- does the panel want to wager a guess as to why everyone was headed to TD Garden on Thursday night? It was a, it was a musical. Someone, it was, someone said someone it in the audience. It. Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman Live. live. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very cultured town. <laughs> Boston loves Jackman. It's the hub of the universe after all. We're going to see the greatest showman. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, so you guys are all frequent travelers, I know. And I, before we get into this week's chain, I want to talk a little bit more generally about what are your hotel food routines? Oh. Like, you get into a hotel. What are, what are you What are you doing for for food and drink? Who goes first, Nick? Go, you, Hodgman, you go ahead. You started talking. Uh, first thing I do is uh, run to the mini pack of Pringles. Uh, and eat them as quickly as possible. <laughs> and if they're not there, I don't know what to do with myself. One time, and, and you look, I don't think you guys are cursing enough on stage, so I want to give you permission to go as deep as you need to go Hell yeah. with this true story. One time, I got to a hotel in Austin, Texas, and I got to the Pringles as quickly as possible, made to shove them into my mouth, opened them, realized they had already been opened, Oh my oh, god. Oh no. And two thirds of them had been eaten, and like three were left to tease me. And I called down to the front desk 
And I said, this is unacceptable. <laughs> this is not only my ritual, mm-hmm. but you have failed on a much deeper level. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have failed in your intrinsic promise to it's present a- to me a, a room that has been conjured from another dimension. Mm. You have ruined the illusion that, that I need that no one has ever masturbated in this room before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or you have into broken, that can of you have, broken the, you have broken the social compacts. That's a, and then that's, also I like a Caesar salad. That's, happen, that's happened to me. That's, that's happened to yeah, you? absolutely. Specifically Pringles? Yes. Yeah, it's a wow. rookie mistake. You gotta bring your own Pringles, John. By applause, who's encountered an opened Pringles can in a hotel room? Just the two people just, on stage. Just the two people on stage? That's hey, it. I'll, I'll even go so far as to admit that I have faked a Pringles can to be full. I don't know what, what you mean. Wow. Wait, you what? Did, you ate it? I'm talking about an actual Pringles you, can. Are you, you talking you about gently, a euphemism of some you kind? gently lift up yes. the foil? Yeah. And you replace the cap and put it back in the minibar. Wow! Because that said, not, wow! I said, why? <laughs> so to not pay for you, it? So that you get the Pringles for free and you screw the man. Hell yeah. Right, that charges Jeff, you quick question. $5 for a half a <laughs> can of Pringles. Jeff, it's John Hodgman here with a quick follow-up yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't Is it possible in- that you did this at the Stephen K. Austin Intercontinental Hotel <laughs> in Austin, Texas, on or about November of 2015? It, it, is, it is possible. Ah! <laughs> you left me a secret message. God, I wish that was just like the most beautiful coincidence in the history of it the would, world. If it were true, it would be great. But uh, since it's a lie, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. No, Gee, I've, never done, I've never done that. I was, I've, but I have been fooled by that trick by right. other people. That's oh, so I didn't think about that. That's why it, I didn't yeah, care why sense. it happened. I just didn't. I was just mad. Gene, what about you? Um, well, first I make sure that it's a hotel that has like food that's going to be open late yeah. mm-hmm. somewhere around it or a place that's in there. And if that's not happening, and I'm like at a random place. I'm the first question I ask when I get in the hotel uh, if they have a place. I'm like, what time does it close? Because I, I need to know how fast I need to move. Right. Um, the thing that I am always most excited about um, hotels and food is is uh, eating food in bed. And yeah. I think one of the greatest things is if you didn't ask for a double bedroom and you happen to get one and immediately I get in and I'm like, that's the fucking food bed. <laughs> <laughs> You have one bed for food, one bed for and sleeping. Then I, and then I could get up and be like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> what piece of shit would eat like that? That's crazy. Who lives like that? Yeah. And then I go to my perfectly clean, classy side of the room. I kind of live like a hotel. I eat food in bed at my home. Um, I kind of live good. a hotel lifestyle at, at my house. <laughs> I throw towels on the floor. <laughs> Do you have two double beds with the same picture above each of them? <laughs> yeah, Mitch, the only difference is, unlike a hotel, your, uh, your floor is covered with kitty litter. So it just kind of tracks throughout the house. I have two house. cats, 
By the way, you, you warned us that there may be children in the audience. I heard a baby. Yeah. Wow. I heard a baby in the crowd. There's a baby watching this show. That's yeah. right. That's the baby I invited earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's that baby now? Hold up the baby, please. <laughs> Bring the baby to Bring us. Bring us the baby. Simba the baby. Place the baby on the stage. We demand this tribute. Bring the baby. <laughs> we have pizza. Baby. Baby. That's how, that's how babies, re- baby. babies respond to. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying everything. Um, wh- it said its first words. It said, let's leave. To its mom and dad. <laughs> Adjacent to hotel eating, I have a take that I, ca- I stumbled upon this morning at the breakfast buffet I was at. I know exactly which buffet it was. Okay, well, that, we, we, yes, we are the same. We're the same spot. Uh, the Holiday Inn. Yes. We're I'm room 502. Inn. 502. <laughs> but I'm staying with my son, who's here, and I told that masturbation story in front of him. That's the party this is, you guys. <laughs> he's, he's, he's waving, waving right He's now. waving. Yeah. How do you do, son? We all learn something. Here's my breakfast buffet take. Toaster speed is key, because that can be a huge bottleneck in the breakfast buffet. That Agreed. line got clogged because too many people <laughs> were trying to toast and that was a slow toaster. Yeah. I really thought Keeps you were talking about drugs for a second. Like toaster speed is key. <laughs> <laughs> and then it became truly the most mundane. When, when you get down to the buffet, what you need to do is take the meth right away. <laughs> so you don't hold up the line. I didn't even notice the toaster down there. Do, do, do they have a like a conveyor belt toaster? No, not a conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah. a toaster toaster. Amateur hour at the yeah. Holiday Inn. How many slices? A two slice make a toaster. Note, make a note, was, Jeff. Make a, a note. Tell the Holiday slice, Inn. <laughs> yeah, that, that conveyor belt thing. Uh, that, that, it's an old fashioned doodad that actually works quite well. Um, what about backstage eats? When you guys are performing, what do you like to have uh, pre-show and post-show to munch on? Uh, Tweety, we'll start with you. Uh, actually. Uh, we try and keep our, our backstage snacking down mm. as much as possible. Right. M- mostly me. Because <laughs> I'm getting larger as, we, as, as time goes on. We need to eliminate snacks, try and, try and have healthy options. Right. This, this is really boring. I'm sorry. No, that's great. No, that was good. I'm riveted. Yeah. That was You're inspiring. Riveted? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, then let me go on. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, used to have prosciutto. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And then we realized we were paying for it. <laughs> that it wasn't just being given to us. It was just, wasn't just magically appearing. Right. That's the, that's the thing that nobody really yeah. realizes about your backstage writer is that you actually pay for it. And, yeah. And often it very took us infl- 30 inflated years to figure right? that out. Right. Yeah, I, I found out about uh, that I was paying for it because um, there was uh, a year that I went on tour where I thought of um, the most ridiculous things that I could put on my writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had uh, a, a, a DVDs of Planet of the Apes, um, <laughs> I had a cattle prod, I had um, a monkey but named Shambles, uh, a lock of Punky Brewster's hair. I had a lot of things on there. We used to um, have a puppy. 
That was good. Did you get Did you get the puppy? No one ever gave us the puppy. God damn it. Oh. oh. I'm sorry. I always had a baby on my rider. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's your day. Um, but uh, nothing now. I used to uh, want a lot of food. I, I think I used to want to have a lot of food there so we could make sandwiches to take back mm-hmm. in case everything was closed. But now, just water and alcohol, please. Right. Water's mm-hmm. optional. <laughs> uh, Hodgman, how about you? Uh... Uh, uh, hummus. Oh, hummus is a good hummus one. Yeah. Great. Hum- hummus and some some crudite, which sure. is cut That's up a- cut up fresh vegetables. But I didn't understand what an East Coast elitist I was until I went on a comedy tour and I said hummus and crudite. <laughs> and like, like three hospitality managers, these poor kids were like, I don't know what crudites are, and I'm like, I'm so <laughs> so sorry, I'm what such is- a jerk. It's just us? cut up pieces of. Whatever. And everyone knows hummus. What about Uts? You're not oh, going to say your Uts best? No, I'm not going to talk about Uts. Oh. Uts doesn't sponsor my podcast, the Judge John Hodgman podcast. They're dead to me. <laughs> Do you, uh, what about, uh, rhymes with Uts? What about nuts? I mean, I feel like that's a pretty healthy, munchable snack. <laughs> One of the greatest transitions of all time there, Nick <laughs> yeah, Weiger. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible Thanks segue. God. Hey, you know, that's what I bring. <laughs> I want to go back to prosciutto for a second. Yeah, let's go back to prosciutto. Yes, please. Pro, now people say prosciutto. Oh yes. Is that a nickname or is that <laughs> is that a, is that a, is that Italian or is prosciutto just a nickname for prosciutto? Does anyone know? I think uh, prosciutto's nickname is just thin P. <laughs> so it's not. It's, it's full as prosciutto. I think prosciutto is one of those overstated Italian pronunciations. Right. Okay. That it, that, that in, in my, you know you you wouldn't know it to look at me, but I have some Italian American in my background. Oh really? I mean, oh. They say mozzarella and prosciutto and stuff just to rub it in my face. I had no idea. I, I and I was asking them to rub mozzarella in my face, so it, worked, <laughs> it was fine. It all worked out. The one I really don't get the etymology of is gabagool. Where did gabagool come from? That's the one thing you cannot say in this room. I oh, can't boy. believe. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa, Nick! I'm so <laughs> sorry, I Jeff. I apologize. Good guy. Gabagool. Cool. It sounds like it sounds like a like a horror movie villain. Gabagool. The Gabagool. Like he's friends with the yeah. Babadook. Yeah, yeah. Babadook. Yeah, exactly. Babadook is like a soft, uh, bloomy rind Italian cheese. Yeah. Hey, let me have the Babadook. You go to Redbox and you try to rent the uh, Babadook, but you accidentally get Gabagool, the ripoff. <laughs> Fuck. The, the Mockbuster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Steve, Transmorphers. Steve Sharippa in the Gabagool. <laughs> I'm re- I'm, now I'm genuinely worried that Gabagool is something we should not be saying. Probably. No idea. Probably. Is there any, is there I, any, feel, I feel very strongly on that point, that, it's, uh, it's, that it's not a good thing. Is Anyone there any here? Italian-Americans who can verify what my instinct? Does that baby know? Don't yell it out. Just, it's fine. It's fine. Someone's saying it's fine. It's fine. All right. My, it's see- fine. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I looked up an Esquire article on stage. I apologize, but uh, apparently it's a. Wait, wait, was that an ad for prosciutto? There is an ad for prosciutto. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's, uh, they're always what listening. The I'm gonna be getting fed ads for that prosciutto is, from from here on out. That's terrifying. I mean, I've already been getting them. So, uh, it's capicola. It's a it's a it's a mispronunciation oh. or not mispronunciation, perhaps a more it's authentic. Uh, sounding Capacool. pronunciation of Capacool. Capacool. I yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, that oh. makes sense. There we are. Hey, what a relief! <laughs> While we're in the uh, the uh, the Italian area, let's uh, let's talk about this Italian American chain this week, Papa Gino's. Mm. Papa so, Gino's. How, uh, what's our Papa Gino fandom like uh, out here? Let's give me a temperature of it. Wow. Oh, I'm getting some booze. A few jeers. Okay. Four people walked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> These gabagools out of here. <laughs> 
Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix. Wags, I've had a Helix mattress now for six years, maybe seven years. Wow. It's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm -hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money, and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? A lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Let's, uh, let's go down the line on this panel, starting with you, Mitch. You, you, spent, you grew up here in New England. That's right. Uh, tell, everyone talk about if you've had Papa Gino's before, and if so, what, what is your general experience? Uh, go, go ahead, Mitch. I mean, it's, it's, it reminds me of, John, I think you said this, but it, it, it reminds me of childhood in many ways. I, mean, I never, you, said, you, you, I never you were, said that. You were that referring was, to, no, it, it was to another restaurant. It's the restaurant we're doing next. No, that was, ter that was uh, Teresa backstage said, had that yeah, take. I'm, not, she, my, she said, I'm John, okay? Teresa is a different person. Backstage, she said, it, it smells like childhood because we had pizza Yeah, well, I remember that very distinctly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember not saying anything at that time. So it's I, very confusing. I asked her name so I could make sure to credit Thank you. Her. I appreciate yeah. that, Nick. Yeah. You got yeah. so excited by that too, Nick. When she said it, it I smells perked right up. Was that? I perked right up. You perked up. Yes. It's a great sentence. Doesn't it, child smelling like child? It's it just me. It, to me, it's like it smells like diapers. Smells and, like, yeah, right. It smells like that baby out there. It smells <laughs> like that baby. Doesn't smell good. But you had a nice. You have a. You have a. A, a long time since childhood association. A with childhood association with it. I, I, I had my birthday there, uh, where you could like play pin the tail on the papa or was it putting pizza I think you put toppings on a pizza oh that's fun they very sanitary they, they blindfolded you no no it was just a pizza on the wall oh, okay. it was it was, a, it was a, <laughs> even more <laughs> a pizza it's on the wall they nailed a pizza to the wall <laughs> what's happening in this place it was a poster on the wall of a pizza oh okay uh. And then on top of that, they nailed the pizza, pizza to the wall. <laughs> and then they would blindfold you, spin around, and you would put pieces, like little toppings on the pizza. And then you could make a pizza. Like they would have you put on an apron, and they were like, you can make a pizza, I remember as a child. And they're yeah. like, what do you want to put on it? And I was like, cheese. Yeah. And they were like, anything else? I was like, no. And then they were like, all right. That's, well, that's how Papa done. Gina's famously skirted the labor laws in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a place I really, I really, really loved when I was younger. And then as time went on, when I was about 14 or 15, I just stopped getting it completely and never really got it again. When did you leave Quincy for the golden shores of California? When I was 22, as soon as I was out of college. So there was a period, oh, you, but you went to college in New York. In New York, yeah. And they did not have Papa Gino's. And they did there. not have Papa Gino. So 18, I was, I was basically gone. So I was yeah. out of there. You put aside uh, childish things. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Hodgman, how about you? I have never had Papa Gino's wow. until today. Whoa! And you grew I up gr in Brookline. I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts. They're definitely, it was out there. 
but I've never had it to today, until today. That said, I am the CEO of the company. Which is... <laughs> You're Papa Gino? I'm Papa Gino. Wow. <laughs> I had to legally change my name. There have been a long line of Papa Ginos. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now that is, that is, I am, I am the Papa Gino. I'm wow. the, I'm the three-eyed Papa Gino. It's like the, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that, exactly. That yeah, the... yeah, yeah. I didn't even want to be the CEO. In fact, it was the, some, the, the last CEO came to me and said, you are my reincarnation and he killed himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I'm like, all right, fine. Not um, so bad. Nick, G- Nick, I want to say, yes. well, Papa John's has the, has a, the t- a terrible Papa John Schrader or whatever yes. his name is. We don't like him. He's, he's an Correct. asshole. Um, a, con- a conservative activist. A conservative right. activist. Yeah. He's 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 an awful guy. Papa Gino's used to have a little mascot, and I couldn't find it. He was a he was like a G. He mm-hmm. was like a like the letter G. Um, be careful because this is a Boston chain. It could be a racial stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a reason they retired. <laughs> he was the letter G. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was. I think he was for Gabagool, of- maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was made out of the letter G, like it was kind of abstract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people remember that, but is he? He might be gone now. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Does anyone remember what Mitch is talking about? Okay. See, a couple. The My G. mom and sister. <laughs> Are they here? No, they did not. They don't like to see me. Oh, I see. Uh, Gina, uh, Papa Gino's. What is your experience? I have never had uh, Papa Gino's until uh, just a little while ago backstage. Wow. wow. But. I grew up in New York, so, I, well, I've lived in New York my whole life, right. so pizza is very fucking serious, and especially when you go somewhere else and everybody's like, oh man, you gotta try this pizza, it's the best in the town, and then, they, then you get it and you open the box and you're like, what, the, what is this? And then you gotta throw their childhood on the floor. <laughs> and then nail it to the wall. And then nail it to the wall. And then nail them on top of the pizza to oh, the wall Jesus. and be like, die for your pizza sins. Yeah. Um, so. Dear God. You're gonna, you're gonna need some sturdy nails if you hammer me to the wall. Yeah. On just, top of two pizzas. <laughs> just use my strength. My inside strength. Um, so I'd say I, 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 I take pizza very, very seriously, um, and I, I was able to taste it backstage, but because I am on a diet where I cannot have uh, breads, I ate the cheese off the pizza yeah. and then felt around the crust wow. to do more research, and I feel like I have a good grasp of this pizza. And after wow. Jean ate the cheese and felt... Up the crust. I put it back in the box. That's the one I ate, so cover. it's maybe not representative. <laughs> maybe I may not have had a representative sample. And uh, uh, Tweety, I, I assume this was also your first Papa Gino's? This was my first Papa Gino's. Um, when I, talking about childhood memories of pizza, yes. I'm thinking that I might, have, I might be a lot older than everyone. Um, you were there when pizza was invented? I was. <laughs> No, the pizza, the pizza I remember from my youth, uh, we used to go to a place where they would give you straw hats and there was Dixie, Dixieland banjos being played. Oh, yeah, those make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever, I, I swear, there's a, there a chain called Shakey's Pizza. Oh, oh Shakey's, yeah. 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 I've heard of Shakey's. Yeah, you remember Shakey's? Well, where I grew up, they still had the Dixieland jazz band playing when I was growing up and, and they got around the child labor laws also. 
<laughs> oh, they did? Yeah, they would they have made the, you... ch- the children make the pizzas. This was, it was like a live band. It wasn't animatronics like showbiz no, pizza. No, no. It was a live giant rat. It was before robotics took, took right. their jobs. Wow. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's I, not going to be a joke in about five years. No, it's not a joke. Shaky still exists, does it not? I don't think so. I Shaky's feel, does I still exist. Yeah, I've seen it. It exists it's in not, a, It's a shell of its former yeah. self. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, started in, it started in California, and there's still, there's still a number of them out there, but they are uh, some of the locations are not, and they've well, seen better days. We were, we were sold a pack of lies. We didn't understand that it was a chain. We thought it was... A, a lovely local establishment oh. growing up. We didn't understand a lot of things in the town I grew up in about franchising. <laughs> Why well, it wasn't we until you were 11 every years restaurant old. Restaurant on the on the strip was oh, it was blew our minds that other people had a steak and shake or yeah. you know. These are all places that I, I didn't grow up with uh, as well, and, and my husband who grew up in the Midwest, I was always like, you know, when you used to go to Steak and Shake, and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't have chain restaurants yeah. like that. You know, right. New, New York has just started to get like all these things, and you're like, oh, I can feel like everything changing. To, to, but I'm, I'm glad I get to experience them now. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. a, red, when a Red Lobster came to Times Square, oh, that, that was, was seismic. Yeah, that was, was weird. Nuts. And I did not grow up in New York, but you grew up in the Chelsea Hotel, yeah. and there was n- no chain restaurants no. of any kind. No, no, just just uh, heroin just shops. Murders and yeah. heroin, <laughs> and you got by. Yeah. Murders and porn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, TGI Fridays did start in New York City, which is that is that did be it was a local establishment that that's became a chain. Tr- that's true, and I, it was it was a huge singles huge scene. singles bar. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie Cocktail is actually Where? based on TGI Fridays. Yes, the the founder of TGI Fridays was the inspiration. That for the is true. Bartenders and cocktails. Yeah, all that flash bartending mm-hmm. came from TGI Fridays. Because everyone knows if you want really good drinks, go to TGI Fridays. <laughs> and, but Gina was a thing. <laughs> As a, as a con, uh, personally, as a connoisseur of 70s magazines, I read an article about TGI Fridays where it was like, this is the most incredible innovation in singles nightlife right. ever to be invented. <laughs> they, They're wearing striped shirts. Yeah. Like, it was, cr- it was insane how seriously it was taken. Invented the velvet rope. Yes. The, so that's well, why... Really? Yeah. Hang on. I, I rarely defend Nick. But you stepped all over a very important thing. Sorry. I apologize, Mitch. I'm just, are... I'm just mad. Hold on. I'm okay, mad. Okay, all right. Step back. What are you mad about? <laughs> I hate the velvet rope sucks. Yeah, I'm not a guy who gets through the velvet rope. I'm a big monster. You're man. the guy who stands and doesn't let people in. Yes. The velvet rope. <laughs> I bow to the velvet rope, unfortunately. I, I don't like the velvet rope. It's exclusive. Fuck the velvet rope is I, what I want to say. But what Mitch is saying is... I'm not defending is, the velvet rope. I'm saying that they, they created it. I'm sorry. Oh, you love ahead. that velvet rope. I don't, I don't think it's the velvet rope that if is If someone the is walking in right now, they're like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Yeah. What Mitch is saying is... If, if you want to mob him backstage, the door is wide open. <laughs> and what's, what's your room at the Holiday Inn, Mr. I Hate Exclusivity? 312, come by. I'll, yeah. be playing, I'll be playing my Switch till 3 in the morning. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's dig in on Papa Gino's a little bit more. So I also had not had it before in my life. Like I said, lifelong SoCal server dude. Uh, yeah. But I, I had it, and I had it for the first time, not backstage, but last night... Dining in at the North Adams location, Mitch, you insisted we get the dine-in experience. I wanted him to go in. The, he got a, you have to experience the restaurant. Nick was not in a good headspace last night. I felt like I was losing my mind. Why? <laughs> at I one point like during, I the, saw I, you last night, and yeah. I, I, you were you were fidgety. You were sweating. To, uh, a few things. You happened. just hate. 
New England that much. No, it's it's a few things were going on. I was dealing with allergies, so I took some allergy medication, and that like affected my That'll mood. That'll mess you up, sure. Um, I was I didn't sleep well. I actually slept at, at Mitch's childhood home, and it was a you know anytime you're, it was nothing nothing against your childhood home. Sounds like it. It sounds like you didn't like my childhood. I'm not sounds, home. Yeah, I did sleep in your. I actually sounds... slept in your bed. He slept in my bed. Yes. My mom has not washed those sheets since I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there all this spaghetti under the pillow? <laughs> That's not spaghetti at all. <laughs> uh, so he didn't get a great night's sleep. Nick, you at at dinner you said this. Yes. You you at one point you said this is true. You said, "Am I alive?" <laughs> Again, you're misrepresenting things slightly. Oh, why, why isn't that on YouTube right now? <laughs> I, I Nick Weiger and Papa Gina's is this real life? <laughs> uh, how, how are you going to spin this? I mean, that is truly just what happened. My to be granular about it, up. to be granular about it, I said I feel like I'm. I said I'm not sure if I'm alive. I didn't oh, ask okay. you. Oh, yeah, 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 I got you. I didn't right, ask you right, if I was yeah. alive. Oh no, yeah. no, we apologize. <laughs> Sorry for being concerned. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I allergy medication, very little sleep, jet lagged, a lot of time in the car, got very motion sick, um, and then I had two drinks on an empty stomach uh, with you, you John, at the at the hotel bar. Which why is this on me now? It's not on you. It's not, I'm saying we were with you. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. Look, you were being convivial. You were being a good host. I I, I was trying to, I was trying to show you a good time in you, my home Commonwealth. Yeah. Where certain people had obviously fallen down on the job, Mitch. <laughs> because here's the thing. Nick Weiger uh, played the bassoon in high school. That's right. I played the clarinet. That's right. It's a classic double read, single read rivalry between us. <laughs> yeah. I rarely will come to your defense. You can defend yourself. Right. But in this situation, and, you know, I, my hackles are up because you hate Massachusetts, obviously. This is your first time to New England. You can't even pretend to think that it's nice. But do you know what? I'm on your side. Because here's the thing. Mitch is bringing you to his home. It's adorable. He's bringing you to his home. He wants to show off Quincy, both from the air and the ground. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know that, that Quincy is a Brigadoon-like place of legend in Mitch's cosmology. And, he, and he's offering you his childhood, his childhood bed to sleep in, right. which I understand from Mitch's point of view is a gesture of affection, but from, by any other measure is a weird thing to do. You're... <laughs> You're a grown man. You yeah. should get a hotel room <laughs> right. yeah. where you can enjoy yourself, have some Pringles. Who knows what's going to happen next? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, and then the hospitality continues to lunch at a place that I will not name until later when we do the second show. Yes. And then, and, and then dinner at, at, inside a Papa Gino's. Right. Like, this is a wonderful town. North Adams has so much to offer. Like, and, we're, and the, the food trucks here at the Solid Sound are amazing. I know it's your, I know it's your, your festival, Jeff, yeah. but I feel very proud of it, too. Oh, thank you. I kind of consider myself the CEO of the festival. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel the, that way. You, you, are, you are openly, you are being purposefully denied the best of what Massachusetts has to offer because of your slavish devotion to this weird podcast. Right. And I feel, and I don't blame you for feeling a little out of sorts, but also I love you too, Mitch. That's Thank all. you. That's the I end of my rant. I completely disagree. And my, my, oh, Please. Oh, sorry. Applause. <laughs> oh, no. 
I felt like that was a good argument. But uh, my argument is simply like, sometimes you just got to suck it up and do what the fuck your friend wants to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with Hell yeah. And then Wait. like get back to your shit tomorrow. And sometimes it's okay to be like, am I fucking dead or what? <laughs> it's a healthy feeling. Yeah. Where where are you on this, Tweety? Are you uh, Burger Brigade or, or Spoon Nation? <laughs> These are, they don't know what, what that means, and neither do you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I think I think Nick's being a little bit of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> really personally. Wow. I think. Uh, <laughs> Will you say it again for my son, please? <laughs> I, just, I mean, you know, you're you're here to do a job. This is your job, right? This is what you this is you know you expect every second of your fucking day to be a cakewalk when you're working. <laughs> so, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel like that was the nicest thing I've ever said. Now, and you were like. Oh, I'm going to translate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, are you, are you yelling at Nick or at yourself here? I don't... Is, I'm not, am I alive? I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I appreciate I, that I, your being here at this I, moment is probably as disorienting as Nick being in a papa I have a lot of things I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to prepare for the show tonight. Yeah. I had no idea this was going to take so long. <laughs> oh, wow. And... Uh, and I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sucking it up, Nick. No one's offering me their childhood bed. Which I could really use a nap. Oh, well, maybe we should get to your review of Papa Gino's. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of that slice you had, you had right now? Or you have in front of you right now? I, have, I had one bite. You had one bite of a cheese pizza. I had one bite of a cheese pizza. Um, a mouthfeel <laughs> of uh, mulch. <laughs> oh no! Uh, there was a note of of tinsel. <laughs> yeah, I'm com- You know, I live in Chicago now. Mm-hmm. Our mouthfeel is is more. I'm used to catcher's mitt. <laughs> It's a different thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't really want to give it a rating or anything. Uh, if you're wanting to relive your childhood, I suppose it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it's like a frozen pizza, yeah. I suppose. It's, it's, yeah, it's nostalgia. It's a nostalgia slice, not a present-day slice. And yeah. Not a forward-thinking I thought slice. It was, I thought it was a local establishment, like a nice little family-run business, but apparently it's not, so I don't feel any... Any, I don't, I don't really, no, really have right. to pretend to like it. <laughs> Unless they paid us in some way. Right. You're not getting paid by them. No, we're not. No, the Doughboys right. can't be bought. Well, all right. Can, can I, can Jeff, I, you, were very, you were very direct with me, and I appreciate that. Can I ask, <laughs> can I ask you a direct question now? For sure. Would you like to leave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm I'm starting to have fun now. <laughs> this is uh, Gene. You had some cheese from a cheese pizza. What did you think of it? Well, I didn't just have the cheese. I sampled everything with right. my senses. <laughs> I had the cheese with my mouth. I saw her touching the pizza. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. <laughs> I witnessed that. I made a contemporaneous note. Thank you. Um, which, which also could have been weird if I had come, come out here and said nothing about that. And if this is our first time meeting. Yeah. You'd have been like, she's cool. She um, was like filling up her pizza. Weird. I enjoyed, I wish I was able to taste the crust more than I know that I enjoyed the cheese. I know I would have enjoyed um, the crust because it had... Uh, it had just the right amount of bubble. That's right, baby. On the <laughs> slice, uh, and it had it had some some give to it, um, but it was also crunchy at the same time. And you can tell it was a little bit of chewy when it, it wasn't just that you know bite into the crust and it fucking falls apart in your mouth. Nobody wants that. You don't want to eat a, a cracker, and I don't want it to be super dry. I want it to have some sort of substance. So. I'd say it would be the kind of thing that I'd be like, it, it wouldn't be the pizza that I would order uh, if I was like, hell yeah, I want to get some fucking great pizza. But it would be some shit if I was like, hey, I'm having my cheat day and it's mm. a small pizza. If I ate this whole pizza, I could still not want to kill myself <laughs> at the end of the night. A ringing endorsement. And, yeah. <laughs> and enjoy it at the same time. Yeah, you won't want to kill yourself. That's, no. the, that's what they say <laughs> about Gino, this pizza. You won't want to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to point out that it does sound like that baby is getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> we had that asked a, for the baby to be brought to us, but now I feel like someone's just encourage the baby's on its own like okay go ahead baby and it's slowly crawling its way to the stage i hope it good luck baby i hope you i hope you make it no it's just it's taking so long that it's learned how to walk yeah (laughs) i mean he's like i gotta get i gotta talk man i gotta get up there Uh, Hodgman, your the, the your cheese pizza we had mouthfeel of mulch and notes of tinsel. That's <laughs> the song I just wrote. <laughs> uh, I uh, I think that uh, as someone who sometimes eats the the cheese and sauce off a piece of pizza and leaves the crust behind, I think you made the right move, Gene, because uh, this crust was junk. Um, That's sad. I think that it, I think that it was a good step above uh, high school cafeteria pizza. Um, I definitely could see how if you grew up with it, it would be a, a familiar, nice flavor, but um, it's uh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing special in my opinion, and I'm glad I did not have to dine in at the restaurant. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mike Mitchell, you just going to take this shit? <laughs> I just want to say, the bed that you slept in, my childhood bed, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Helen and Edward Donovan, that was their bed, my grandparents. My mom was possibly created in that bed. Unless it was a shower thing or a kitchen thing, I don't know. But there's a good possibility my mother was conceived in there. Your and you're second, talking... Your second one was kitchen? I don't know. Maybe they were, like, making dinner and I don't know, oh, things okay. got saucy. I don't know. Um, Papagino. <laughs> So that bed is a very important bed to me. Um, you, and it, you squandered it. It was a beautiful gesture. Um, I love Papaginos. 
the thing that makes me appreciate it more, Nick, we had a steak and cheese sub as well. Yes. We had a Greek salad. Right. Uh, yeah, they're doing a lot more at Papa Gino's than I realized. Right. We, 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 did, we did breadsticks. The cheese, the, bre- the cheese breadsticks are great. Yes. And that was a highlight. I remember from my childhood that are still great. Comes with some warm marinara dipping sauce, which worked work nicely. And John, you got a lobster roll backstage for Yes, us. that was another thing we got. Yeah, I, I had no idea they did lobster rolls at Papa Gino. Yes, they and do. And it made me very excited because, you know, I drove down from Maine yesterday morning, stopping at every McDonald's along the way to get their summer-only lobster roll mm-hmm. to, to, to bring here and store in my hotel refrigerator until today and then dare you to eat it. But they're not offering lobster rolls at McDonald's, and all of a sudden, even though their pizza is junk, Papa Gino's presents this miracle of a lobster roll... And I have to say, that lobster roll, I, I had a very strong feeling right from the beginning, it's a legit lobster roll. It's a good lobster yeah, roll. Yeah, I was good. amazed. The bread the, was to- the bread. The was bread was toasted. The, the Ted was, yeah, it was like... I, the, I wasn't, I was like, I, have a, I can't eat bread right now, and I felt that bread. I was like, you're fucking eating this yeah. bread. <laughs> I, I did not eat any of the lobster roll because it had been sitting out in the sun for two days. No! And I think you're all going to regret it. <laughs> Yeah. I thought there was some legit lobster meat in there. I a think that lot. was mostly knuckle meat. There was a right. lot of it. There was a, a weird tinge of pink to the entire mm. thing, which yes. I think mm. I felt mm. like a little bit of like gilding the lily with red number five dye, perhaps. There was mm. also some lettuce in there, which was not necessary, but on the whole, yeah. it, was, it was a solid so lobster like, roll, and I got to give them credit for that. I kind of like the lettuce. I thought just just mixed up the texture a little bit. Well, the roll was wrong. great. Okay, fine. Uh, but the uh, but the yes, they say on the website one hundred percent real lobster salad, and they don't like spell lobster with an with an a h or anything to try to get away with it. So I think they're I think it's all lobster meat. And there's a lot of it. It was better than it had any business being. Um, uh, I just saw the baby walk out with he the baby walked out on his own with a wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's grown up in front of us. I mean, like, um, good luck to the happy couple. <laughs> It's a magical show. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, Mitch, we also got a, a Greek salad, which was, I yeah. thought, pretty good. Comes it was with good. Greek dressing, a, a, a romaine, a bunch of, a bunch of veggies, an ample amount of veggies, a lot. Like, for, for one, one salad could easily feed a, feed a family if you were not having as your main. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, decent price on that. The steak sandwich you mentioned, which I thought was okay. They said it was their best sandwich. It, it, to me, the lobster roll was far superior to that. It was pretty good steak sandwich. It was sandwich, pretty though. good, yeah. but, I mean, Same I'm cheese. just like, why would I? I guess if I, w- if I had to go to Papa Gino's, because everyone from work is going there, and I didn't feel like pizza, that would be an okay option. But For sure. As, as far as cheesesteaks go, there are better ones available lots of places. Um, uh, we got small pizzas last Last night, as contrasted with a large pizza we had backstage, we had a large cheese backstage, and, yeah. le- and this was it. This was your observation, and I think you're correct. The small is not a good representation of what a pizza is. Always with pizzas, this isn't just like some fat guy scheme. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> get, get the large. The large pizza always tastes better than the small. It just does, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's the right proportion. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. The proportions. They really do. The proportions matter. Yeah. So. Um, but the. Uh, I can't but, wait till your book comes out. Fat guy schemes by Mike Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the literary panel at the next Solid Sound. It includes uh, the the Pringles heist, how to steal yeah. it with only no, pulling It's, it's refreshing to hear someone admit that there are fat guy schemes. <laughs> what would be another one? This, I'm, the, not the, the I'm not the Pringle trick. Yeah, I'm not one. the Pringles bandit, for God's sake. <laughs> 
Um, uh, and uh, I also got a cup of water, and the, the water was pretty good. Uh, I would say they're, they're uh, very God. friendly service there, free Wi-Fi, had a, night, had a lovely time overall. Food was, was uh, hit or miss. Uh, but on that note, let's get to our final thoughts. So, Mitch, we'll go down the line. You yeah. know how this works, but I'll explain it to our panel. We will each give a brief summation of our Papa Gino's experience Although we've already we've already uh, you know touched on it, but but just sort of like a, a, a overall summary, a closing argument. Just if go you will. back into the past fifteen minutes again. Yes, word we'll, for word. we'll relive sure. that. Yeah, we, we'll give a fork rating from zero to five forks. From zero to five forks, Mitch, you can start us off. Being in California, I sold out and I went to California. I left Massachusetts. Uh, I think about it every day. Um, but I uh, I. When I think about the 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 easy the to go delivery pizzas you can get in LA, which is Papa John's, Domino's, uh, Pizza Hut, I think that Papa Gino's is superior to all of those places. I, I really do think it's a, it, it does there is a nostalgia factor. But when mm. we were in there yesterday, that was good food for for a takeaway fast food place. I'm going four forks, Nick. Wow, four forks. I love Papa Gino's. It's good. It is a good, it's a good restaurant. It's, 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 it's weird to me that they're going out of business. So I guess I'm wrong. But are they going? Are they going out of business completely? Are they're they doing done, what a lot school? of a lot of chains do, which is they're undergoing a, a restructuring slash acquisition by a holding company. Oh, so right, closing right. a lot of locations. But I think yeah, the I heard that at the last door. board meeting. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Hodgman. Well, as listeners to the Judge John Hodgman podcast know, I think nostalgia is a toxic impulse and the source mm. of a lot of evil in this world. Yes. The past was not better than now, and we can't go back to it anyway. So, Wait, the uh, baby's here? The baby's wow. here! The baby's running around! Baby, 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 baby. baby, baby. baby. Does the baby want to try some lobster roll? <laughs> oh. So, uh, all right, I guess uh, I don't matter anymore. That's about right. You know, I'm 48 years old. Babies matter. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm going to say, absent any uh, Proustian magic of uh, remembrance of things past, uh, this pizza was not my Madeleine. It was a piece of junk that I didn't want in my mouth. So I give that that one fork. Stop pointing at the baby. I'm trying to talk, madam. The podcast people can't see the baby. Is everything okay? Is the baby all right? <laughs> the baby waved? That's... Okay, the baby, baby was waving. Oh. Baby's fine. Uh, <laughs> I would say one fork for the pizza. Yes. But I'm going to say, I mean, it's, it's inconceivable to me that that lobster roll was so good. I can't give it five because that's too much, but I'll give it four forks for an average of two and a half forks. <laughs> Roughly. Right? Uh, all right, uh, all right Gene. being in between... You guys. <laughs> All right, Gene, your, uh, your, your review, your fork rating. Um, uh, well, I, first, I just want to say when they started saying that there's a baby, I thought they were screaming at you because of what you were saying. <laughs> I was like, wow, I feel strongly about Papa Gino's. Um, uh, I, I feel like the rating I would give it uh, would be lower compared to pizzas that I'm used to because I don't like ordering from pizza chains. But I think I need to be fair and compare it to other pizza chains, and pretty much they're trash. Those are terrible pizzas. Mm. Um, and I also do want to give it points for the crust, which I think you're wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I'm, they say we eat first with our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I admit I did not touch the crust all over. 
<laughs> for a full five minutes like you did. Well, so. that's how you're supposed to eat pizza, Sean. Um, I and and yeah, I think the the lobs the the toasted bread of the lobster roll deserves some praise as well. So I'm gonna go with three forks. Three forks. Three wow. forks. Wow. I, I like bread. Really surprising. Uh, Jeff Tweedy. Um, I don't think I don't think ratings are adequate. Mm. Uh, for I think there needs to be another category. I think you should have two different ratings. I think there should be a hungry rating and a not hungry rating. Oh. You know, for if I was hungry, I would give it a four, no problem, because it's cheese pizza and and it's you can eat it and and it would be like the best thing you ever had in your life. <laughs> Uh, because you, your your brain doesn't work that way. I'm not. I don't want to get into the whole thing. I have a lot of philosophies about this, but uh, I have a feeling this audience would be cool with it yeah, if you wanted to no, get into your philosophies. Yeah. So so if I was really hungry, yeah, four, maybe even a five, if, depending on how hungry I was. Uh, wow. But um, but a one. Oh. <laughs> I just want to be fair. Wow. I think I mean, like I know I wouldn't be like like crying miserable if I was really hungry and someone gave me this pizza. I would be like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Right. But now I just I'm, I'm angry that I was forced to put it in my mouth. <laughs> so many relationships that I just had can be summed up that same way. <laughs> Right? It's very accurate. Very versatile statement. I'll close things up with my thoughts. I thought the food was fine. It was it was mediocre as far as chain restaurant fare goes, as far as chain mm. pizza goes. I feel like it's it's, you know, it's in that it's it's in that same sort of range of like a Pizza Hut or a Domino's. They're all they're on that same sort of range. I prefer Domino's, but but sort them like you you got them. Uh, but I think I am going to give a little bit of an extra bit of, 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 of credit, some extra tines to Papa Gino's because they have embraced the parlor. And I think more pizzas need the parlor experience, the dine-in experience. So many of these places are just delivery. You're, you're getting it to go or they're, they're sending it to your house. It's fun to sit down with your friends and sit down with your family, have some, some pitchers of soda, have some pies on the table and share them. That's a, that's a blast. You don't like those things. I had fun. I had a good time. That's what I like to do. I like to do things like that. I, I think my little pep talk has changed your attitude. I'm positive now. I have a positive outlook. I agree. be like, and that's a fact. And I am going to give this three and a half forks for Papa Gino's. Yeah, good. That's not bad. Very solid score. And guys... That'll do it for this episode of Doughboys Live. Give it up for our panel. John Osman, Gene Gray, Jeff Tweedy, The Baby. Uh, until next time, for Mike Spoon Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double. It's our second show from the 2019 Solid Sound Festival, recorded live in North Adams, Massachusetts. 
John Hodgman and Jean Grey return as we review New England Institution friendlies. And hey, we made this episode free for everyone. So check it out this Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. It's free! Double! 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 That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>